Welcome to Geeks Worldwide presents Preston Key. I am, of course, your host, Michael Schluger, and this is episode 284. Uh, and we have a fantastic show for you today. Uh, let me introduce the crew. We have Yahel. Hello. How's it going, my friend? Good, good. Excellent. Florida's still in one piece? Uh, for now. We'll see. All right, Florida good. Florida. Keep us posted. <laughs> um, and uh, we have Josh Irwin. Hey, what's going on? Nothing much, nothing much. Uh, I'm still half blind, uh, eagerly awaiting my uh, glasses, supposed to be getting them tomorrow. So I, you, I will be introducing the new sophisticated look next, next week. Stay tuned. I'm sure, I'm sure all the ladies are getting excited. Um, I bet Chris is getting excited. I know he's listening to this right now. And he's like, ah, oh, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's jump into it. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Somewhat, somewhat of a busy week. Um, first of all, we have two PSAs for you. Uh, the first is the Dota 2 Internationals uh, are live. Um, n- not like right the second, but they're happening this week, so you should definitely listen in. Um, there is a, uh, a newcomer channel, which I, I, I utilized on Twitch. So like, if you know Jack about uh, Dota, that is the channel for you. Um, did any of you guys check it out? By any chance? I sure didn't, and I don't know anything about Dota. Yeah. Hey, same so, here. So I should. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's not great. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, because well, so what they do is extraneous information, like about abilities or something like that. They have um, they display something in the corner with the written description on it. So if you're just like listening to the to the announcers and you're not watching the screen, you won't get, it won't be helpful to you because you'll have no idea what they're talking about. Like I tried to do it. I tried to, you know, do some work and listen in on the commentary to see if I could like sort of follow along. You can't, you really can't. You have to be paying attention to the screen full time. Um, but if you do pay attention to it, then it's helpful. They display like different abilities. They have an explanation about why this is important versus that. Um, I wish they had a little bit more discussion um, about why certain heroes were selected over others, but I could be that I might have just skipped over it. Um, but yeah, if, if you are at all interested in Dota, it's it's the world championship, right? Millions of dollars are on the line here, so you are going to be seeing the best of the best play this game. So check it out. Do, do they have like a John Madden guy on there drawn in the yellow pin and like pointing? This is the lane. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, it's impressive camera work because it's honestly really difficult to follow this kind of game because you've got three lanes and five, uh, five uh, people on each team. And unlike a game like Heroes of the Storm, which is all about sort of team battles, um, this one doesn't have that as much. Like it, has some team battles but more often than not it's like two people engaging one person or you know like hit and run tactics so mm-hmm. the the camera guy god bless him whoever is operating that um has his work cut out for him because he's constantly shifting and the maps are big too mm-hmm. so you you've got a lot of distance to cover um but yeah it's it seems interesting my only complaint is that they're not using the rick and morty voice pack for the game <laughs> Which, I mean, if you are all interested in Dota, 
you should probably have the Rick and Morty voice packs for it. Well, I'm interested in Rick and Morty, so uh, that might be. I, I really wish more games had the Rick and, Rick and Morty voice pack. I would buy all of them. Hello. You're right. <laughs> yes, yes, I like you. Okay. Uh, so our other PSA involves uh, the another world championship that's coming real soon, the Nintendo World Championship. Um, 2017 edition is coming to a Best Buy near you. So I'm not crazy about the name because it doesn't really feel like a world championship because it's only available in select Best Buy uh, across the United States. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they're doing this anywhere else. Um, and it's only for one game. <laughs> it's only for Mario Kart. Seven. Seven. Mario Kart 7. Thank you for specifying, Josh. On the DS, on the 3DS, uh, and if you are 12 and younger, you're going to play as Mario on a certain stage. I don't remember what stage off the top of my head. And uh, if you are older than that, you're going to be playing Bowser on a different stage, and that's it. And uh, you're, it's not, you're not competing with anyone else it's based on uh, time trials how quickly you can clear the stage that's that's all they've announced thus far uh, well can I, can I expect you gentlemen to be uh, lining up first first thing man so i went to the first one that they did like in the kind of it had to be like the 90s i guess it was 91 i think mm. There's one for 91 i think another one 90 yeah. and that one was only like in select locations around the country too and it was kind of the same thing where it was a time it was based on your time that you did on the game. So I think they had like three of them or something like that, like shortened versions of them. Like I think it was maybe like a level from like some Mario game. And God, I don't remember the other two, but. Well, so that one was different. Um, but first of all, could I get you to be a little louder for me, Hell, or maybe bring the mic just a little bit? Like this? Eh, still the same. <clears throat> he's, pretty, he's pretty loud for me. He's loud for you? All right, yeah. I'll take it. Maybe your eye has gotten so bad. Okay. All right, just making sure. No, so that was a special, um, they came up with a special uh, cart, a special like cartridge right, right. for that. Where it, was a, it was a custom um, Super Mario 3 level, and then that shifted into Excite Bike, I believe. And then that sh it was like three different games, mm -hmm. and it was like three minutes per game, and they would just seamlessly go from one game into the other game into yeah. the other game, and whoever had the highest combined score at the end would... Win. I thought it was pretty cool when I read this um, and I saw like they were using pretty much the same logo. Um, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And, and then I read like, oh, it's one game. Okay. Yeah, not so cool. <laughs> it's at that's Best Buy. Also not so cool. Because in 91, they, they rented out like, at least the one that they did in Florida, they rented out like a big place. And they didn't just have like the, like, the, the games for you to compete in. They had all kinds of other games. They had activities. They had a stupid thing that they would put you in a mario fruit snacks music video like it was like a big event so this sounds kind of like shit so um this this weekend in phoenix is the arizona game on expo uh run by gamester 81 and jason heine so john i can't think of his last name gamester uh but anyway they do something similar john works for collector vision games i think some of you may have heard of collector vision mm -hmm. games mm. they make a special cart every year uh, and do a video game contest at the show. So you can buy a Nintendo cartridge that's branded for the show that they use for their own contest every year, uh, which is something really cool. I think that's that it's, cool. yeah, I bought the cart the first year and asked the collector vision guys to sign it. Um, they were like really standoffish about it for some reason, but whatever. Uh, 
it was really strange. They were like, they're, they're like German or something. And they were just really shitty about it. But uh, anyway, yeah, Arizona game on expo this weekend, just a quick plug. It's, it's a cool thing. If you want to participate in an event kind of like that and see how other people do and play a bunch of games you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the event starts on the 19th um, and it's, it's, I wonder if it's going to be weird at all because I, I feel like all the older Nintendo fanboys are going to come crawling out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, can you imagine like little Billy who's eight years old and like next to him is like a 32 year old, like balding, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Might want- a Zelda shirt that's like looking down on him. Might want to bring Chris Hansen in to uh, mediate this. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know just, I feel like it could be weird. Um, but, I, you know, they are also plugging the new Mario game. Mario Odyssey, I think, is going to be available to be demoed at these events, along with the um, the uh, Metroid game that's coming out for 3DS is also going to be available. Mm-hmm. So there's something. But, yeah, I, I agree. It feels like it feels like 100% nostalgia and half the fun. Right. That's what it seems like. Uh, the main event is happening in New York on October 7th. If anyone is local and wants to go check it out at the Nintendo store, that's where the world championship will take Yeah, you. you know, the, the weird thing, too, is, like, I, I, they must be expecting a lot of people because I think it said that it's, like, a two-day event, right? Like, it's, like, well, it's like each location is over two days. at uh, different times in different locations. So you um, have to go to the official site um to find out when it's happening near you but so it's august 19th and 20 in new york and san francisco the 26th and the 27th in chicago and la uh september 2nd and 3rd in minneapolis and dallas and september 9th and 10th in seattle and miami um and then the uh the finals on october 7th in new york well i see that they wisely skipped florida <laughs> no, they Miami. They said Miami, didn't they? Yeah, Miami. But I mean, Miami doesn't even count as Florida. Miami doesn't count. <laughs> what is it like, New Cuba or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're too, they're, too, they're too cool to be part of Florida. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. And they're all at Best Buys, so um, every single one of them. So yeah. Also lame. Well, yeah. block, Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore to coordinate it, so That's it's got to be somewhere. But they weren't held at Blockbusters the first. Anyways, I'm just they, they were held in not the one that not the one that not the one that I went to. Oh yeah, in in Arizona, the qualifiers were at Blockbusters. I remember going to the qualifiers. Yeah, the qualifiers were definitely held at uh, at, block, at Blockbusters mm. for sure. Um, they even set up a special thing. But yeah, the fun fact, if, if anyone is listening to this and you happen to have the, the, the cart, the, um, the championship cart, uh, cartridge, I should say, it's worth a lot of money. No, it's like, not. Just send it to me. <laughs> it's, not, it's not worth anything. <laughs> Just send it to us. <laughs> it's, it's worth nothing. <laughs> um, so that is it for the uh, PSAs. We do have a follow-up story. This is kind of cool. Um, I feel like this was about half a year ago. We reported on this uh, developer called AM2R uh, who basically remade Metroid 2. Um, And it took him about 10 years uh, 
Uh, he put a lot of time and effort into this. It looked gorgeous. It was, he he uh, released it for the 30th anniversary of Metroid because Nintendo did jack squat for that, and Nintendo promptly shut him down. Yeah, it took about thirty sec- 10 years to develop and 30 seconds to get DMCA'd. <laughs> that sucks. Pretty much. Uh, but there is a happy ending because the developer got hired uh, for Moon Studios, who are the uh, makers of Ori and the Blind Forest, and he's going to be working on the Ori sequel, which is pretty cool. I think this is awesome. Uh, a lot he's of the people more excited for the game. Uh, for Ori, well, yeah, Ori is a beautiful, amazing game. Uh, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the people who have played AM2R and have played the new Metroid remake, uh, Metroid 2 remake, have said that the AM2R is the superior version. And uh, they see why Nintendo DMCA'd it so fast, because it is so much better than the one that they're releasing. Um, but I think this is awesome. I mean, that's, it's like the kid, it's like the kid a few years ago that released that all new Skyrim mod with that whole new story. And then Bethesda picked them up. Um, yes, I remember that. So, yeah, this is, I mean, this is awesome. This shows that, you know, you can turn a hobby into something productive and meaningful. Um, it, and, you know, Ori is a, is a Metroidvania style game too. Um, but, uh, you know, at least his name is going to get out there and he's going to, mm-hmm. he's going to have this reputation for the rest, rest of his life is yeah. having developed this amazing remake of Metroid two and then being picked up by a major studio for a major sequel. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Congratulations to him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't think that his name was ever actually um, released, right? I don't think. Uh, he I tweets. Heard... What was that? I heard his name earlier today. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it was in the story, which which is weird. So his, yeah, I mean, the Twitter. Weird. In case anyone wants to follow this guy, is um, AMR two AM two R game is uh, is his Twitter. Um, and yeah, so that's where he confirmed that he'd been hired. So pretty cool. Very awesome. Yeah. Wish him all the best of luck. Uh, let's see what is going on otherwise. Mm-hmm. All right. Let us, you want, you want to open up by, uh, talking about valve. You want to let's there? open, open that valve, open let's it open up. That valve. Uh, let, let, let it, let it flow. So uh, as as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it is, uh, you know, the Dota 2 World Championships. Perfect time uh, for Valve, who are obviously the studio behind Dota, uh, to announce a new game. And they did. Uh, they announced a game called Artifact, which got very people very excited for a half a second. If you watched the video uh, <laughs> from the event. And then the uh, they read the subtitle, which says the Dota two the Dota card game, and then everyone's like, "Boo!" <laughs> <laughs> that video that that video was amazing because everybody's like, "Whoa!" Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Valve had to know that that would be the reaction, right? Oh, I'm sure. But it's it's weird that they even made this announcement because there's virtually no details about it at all. Like, no screenshots, no gameplay, no nothing. It's just sort mm-hmm. of announcing, like, hey, we're making the thing. It's going to be a card game. Woo! Yay! <laughs> another free-to-play collectible card game. Yeah. All so right. This, I mean, we, we do know that this one is supposedly um, going to be sort of a Dota-themed, and it's going to have three lanes. Um, as part of the card game, so you'll be able to attack 
each lane individually using your cards. Um, beyond that, we don't really have too much other details about it. Uh, do you guys feel like they're just, you know, that Valve is kind of looking at the success of Hearthstone and saying like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see there's any other way you can look at it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, Hearthstone, Gwent, that new Elder Scrolls game's coming out. Gwent. Um, that, what is that? Elemental Souls or whatever it's called has been doing. Shadowverse, the... You know, no, no, Shadowverse is different. Shadowverse is a mobile CCG game that I think I talked about. I definitely mentioned it to you guys. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. No, you, you, can, you can get it on Steam, actually. Um, oh, can you? Yeah, you can. You can play it on your computer. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all the rage right now. They're, they figure that they've got the formula down and they can make it happen. Yeah. So, But, you know, people shouldn't really be surprised. I mean, Valve is ultimately a company and a company is there to make money. I mean, I, I don't know if you can really fault Valve per se either, you know. Well, I mean, a lot of people, you know, myself included, sort of say that Valve isn't really a video game company anymore. Oh, they're not. They're sort of just a company that, uh just makes a lot of money by reselling games and mm-hmm. occasionally once in the blue moon when they kind of sort of maybe if you like it they'll release something but i mean how long has it been since portal 2 or or left for dead 2 those those are not new games right. at all i mean uh, the top the top i mean like something like like pubg should be totally up valve's wheelhouse right they should have turned that like from counter-strike or something and now that's like the biggest game on steam yeah so so counter-strike uh go or global offensive is 2012 Mm -hmm. so that's what six years ago now Mm -hmm. five years ago now dota Uh, 2 is what three or four years old yeah Although I feel like Dota doesn't really count because it's not the core team. They kind of, it's sort of a separate team that they brought in there, mm-hmm. but it's not the same people that made all those other games. Sort of a completely separate thing. Uh, Portal Two is 2011. Shit, that was that long ago. Yep. And uh, let's see, Left for Dead Two was. Looks like 2009, but my vision's terrible. <laughs> Use your good eye, Mike. Use your good eye. <laughs> so, so look, I mean, you're looking at best. It's been five years since they released a video game, essentially. Um, and now they're releasing a card game. So, yay. Uh, yeah, I I just don't even know what to say anymore. They're just... they they. Their their whole corporate culture is weird because Gabe Newell's making enough money and he just hires people that sit around and make hats. Uh, well, yeah, Team Fortress Two as well is also pretty old at this point. I mean, they release content for it, right? So someone's working on the games, and uh, Valve is famous for allowing its people to work on whatever they feel like it. That's sort of like exactly. The game yep. Um, but it's still we just we haven't seen a lot of stuff. You'd right. think that if people were given free reign to do whatever they want, at least we'd see innovative, interesting ideas. Yeah, making games um, is hard though, and it takes a long time. So yeah, it's much yeah. it's 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 much easier to smoke a joint and make a new costume. So mm-hmm. that's fair. 
or That's green right. green light some shitty visual novel on Steam or something. Yeah, exactly. All I'm saying is, Valve, we miss you. We want you back. We want the old Valve. I don't really expect it to happen, but can still can still pine for the good old days. When Are you guys going to give this game a try? I yeah, why not? Oh, I see, they got you. <laughs> no, I'll give it a try too. Might be interesting. I like collectible card games. I kind of fell off the Hearthstone wagon because um, it, it, I sort of like it's one of those games where once you step out of the meta for like a little bit, because I, I stepped away from the game because I just got busy with stuff, and then it's just too much to get back into it. It's, mm-hmm. It feels so overwhelming to kind of dive into it. Whereas yeah. with like, uh, you know, a game like Heroes of the Storm, if I step away for a month or two, it's not so bad because they've only released one or two heroes and I can play a couple of, you know, quick matches and get a feel for it and sort of feel comfortable. But, you know, Hearthstone is constantly releasing expansion packs, as they should, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, oh, there's 70 new cards? Fuck. Yeah, the Hearthstone meta has gotten out of control. It's just, yeah. it's, it's impossible. Like, you you literally have to play that every minute of every day to understand what you need to do to make a winning deck. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, so I've I've kind of stepped away from it, and I was just like, this is too much work, and I mm-hmm. have too little time. That I'm just right. Like, you know, if I was if I was a younger man, if I was in my twenties, um, or you know, late teens, I'm sure I'd be all over it. But it's it's just too much work right now. Yep. And there's plenty of other stuff to play. Yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of card games, uh, before we move on, uh, Gearbox um, has announced a new game as well, and this one's kind of weird. Um, we don't know too much about it yet. Obviously, it's in the very early sort of stages, so the name and concepts and all that stuff is is, is uh, probably going to change. It's called Project 1v1, and it is a first-person shooter with collectible card game elements. Anybody want to take a swing at what the hell that means? I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty sure that Blizzard is looking at it and trying to figure out how to upstage Randy Pitchford again. So, uh, you know, they they need to focus on Borderlands. Let's let's be honest for a second, right? Like, like Battleborn was a fucking mess. Nobody liked it. I think, I think. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm just looking at our uh, at our chat. Someone yeah, was like, "Where am I? Where is the algorithm brought me?" And then they leave. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> very random. Very random. I, I went to their page. We're we're we're, we're better off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I think I think you know, Battleborn was just such bad timing like the worst possible conceivable timing for the release of that game. And if it had not come out against Overwatch, um, you know, and, and actually given the chance to breathe, I think they probably could have like shorted it up and made it into a, a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a lot of potential, I think, initially, but it just Overwatch just crushed them in every conceivable way. Absolutely. Uh, as a side note, Cliffy B's new project, Lawbreakers, isn't doing so well either. So, 
that gives you some indication. What what I've seen of Lawbreakers is that it's trying too hard to be edgy from what I've seen. Cliffy B, try hard to be edgy? I know. No. <laughs> it's like, dude, do you have the balls to play dude, Lawbreaker. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. Dude, bro. Dude. Chill out. Bro. <laughs> Chill out. Oh, man. Um... Uh, by the way, I tried, and this is totally random aside, I tried Gigantic, because Gigantic is available on PC as well as Xbox. It's not bad. Yeah, the Penny Arcade, Penny Arcade guys were talking about it the other day. It's very pretty. It's very stylized. Um, and it's it's pretty uh, approachable as a as far as uh, mobile goes. So hmm. it's free if you, if you ever want to check it out. <laughs> and that's the thing. There's so many free MOBAs right now. Um, it's It's hard. It's hard to like pick one and stick to it, and to for anything to hold your attention. It's 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 becoming quite crowded of a market. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm terrible at MOBAs, so there's that too. <laughs> well, this one is different because this one is a over the shoulder kind of dealio, so it's closer to the. Um, it's not it's not top down like Dota or Heroes of the Storm. This one is more like the one with the uh, mythological gods fighting each other. I don't mm. know what that one's called either. But it's closer to that. So. What was what was that game called? Smite. Smite. Yeah, it's closer to Smite. Because um, remember, it's, it's really made for consoles, but PC gotcha. players can play it too. So, um, all right. So we've got that. Uh, all right. So let's talk about uh, UFO Fifty. This is kind of cool. Uh, so the creator of Spelunky. Have you guys played Spelunky? Yes. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Okay. So Spelunky, pretty popular game. Uh, it's available on both consoles uh, and PC. It's a, it's a uh, procedurally generated dungeon platformer. Is that, how, is that how you would describe it? Yes. It's a, well, it's a roguelike. Um, okay. Procedurally generated roguelike. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a fun game. It looks beautiful. Um, the creator behind it has teamed up with, uh, I think I think I read the article, said three or four other developers, mm-hmm. and they are releasing a project called UFL 50, which is uh, 50 games. 50 games wrapped in one. And uh, two interesting things to talk about. One is that uh, they've said these are not like micro games. Like this isn't, you know, a, a WarioWare style game. Mm-hmm. where each segment you know is 30 seconds they're saying these are all fully fledged standalone games yeah one to two hours each they said yeah um and there's 50 of them and they're all done in a mostly an 8-bit some mm-hmm. of them are more of a 16-bit style um and the article that we that i was reading here speculates that this is sort of a response to the um, nes classic being very popular and sort of their way of giving people that that old school content that they want in a you know affordable package. Um, yeah, what, what, was, what was your guys' take on this? Is this something that uh, you would want to play? Yeah, I, I I love the fact that the games are like I think they're the perfect length for this kind of thing. You know, um, like there's so many times I like I'll hear of a new game coming out and I'm like oh I really want to play that but I don't have 40 hours into <laughs> something you know. But oh shit, yeah, I, I can take an hour or two out of my day or away from another game, 
and knocks me out. And the screenshots that we have so far, like considering that they're sticking to like the, it, it looks like the NES palette. Mm-hmm. Um, they look really good. Yeah, and and they're all over the place. Like you, you've got everything mm-hmm. from your golf and uh, dodgeball games to what look like you know River City uh, Ransom. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and sort of uh, Castlevania s games and um, you know tower defense games, platformers, action games. It's all over the place. There's a lot here. Yeah. yeah. So what I think is really cool about this is the conceit of this game is that. <coughs> UFO 50 is a fictional developer that was developing for a console. Um, so they've already agreed upon like the color palette across the whole thing. So it's going to be mm-hmm. kind of eight, eight bit plus. Um, but the conceit is that UFO 50 is this like fictional developer that developed all these games for like a fictional version of like the NES or I don't know, maybe the Atari Jaguar, who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, so uh, I think that's a really neat conceit. Plus I, I knowing how uh, sp- concept, Conceit concept, you can you can call it what you want. I think it's conce- called conceit. Um, yeah, it's kind of the core principle of it, or the core idea, a conceit idea. I'm but anyway, go ahead. Anyway, anyway, uh, I think that's a neat thing. And then knowing that, like, uh, it's the developer of Spelunky, and then the mm-hmm. developer, the uh, developer of Downwell, and a couple of other games I haven't heard of. Um, but you know, there's going to be probably some hidden games in there, um, and some probably. hidden like some hidden story elements. And I think I'm looking forward to finding out at the end what this game ends up being, because I think it's going to be bigger than just a collection of 50 games. I, I think there's, there's going to be a story that's hidden throughout. And uh, I think it'll unfold in interesting ways. I was just about to ask that. So you think there's going to be some sort of connection that ties them together? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Interesting. And I think they've kind of confirmed that um, without How's quite that? saying it. Um, he was in an interview and said that they had, uh, they were developing these things with this particular idea in mind. Mm. So I, I think that there'll be some big secrets in there. I, I read that it's going to tie into Artifact. I don't know if you guys have heard of that <laughs> card game. <laughs> You're terrible. Um, I was going to say, what, what do you think the price point Yay! is? Yay! Ooh. Uh, <laughs> 30 bucks. 30 bucks. All right. That's a pretty good value proposition right there. Yeah. Well, and they've got to split it with with what five or six other yeah. developers too. Right. The thing. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, our next story, as long as we're talking about sort of nostalgia, um, I got some sort of bad news for you, and that is that Activision, um, which is pretty much one of the most evil game companies in existence. Let's be honest. Bobby Kotick. Uh, has realized finally um, that nostalgia sells uh, and sells a lot. Um, so Crash Bandicoot, which released pretty recently, has done really, really well. In fact, it's done way, way better than Activision expected it to, which I, I find interesting. It's surprising, you know, like. Why even do it if you didn't? Anyways, whatever. Right. <laughs> But um, it's like, why didn't they think it would do well? Right. You know? uh, it's it's the perfect storm, right? It's been, what, 25 years, essentially, mm-hmm. since the PlayStation 1. So all those kids, there's a 20. 
It's been 21 or 22 because the 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary, right. So it's been about 20 years since the PlayStation 1 came out. All those people that were like 8, 9, are now 28, 29, they have money. They're going to pick up your game. Right. Um, And it looks looks great, you know. Um, It it looks really tight. So what they basically said is we're going to run this into the ground. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. They didn't actually say that. <laughs> they said uh, you can expect a lot more. Uh, what was the what was the quote? Um, he the uh, the CEO, by the way, is not Bobby Kotick anymore. I think the new CEO, his name is Eric uh, Hirschberg, said oh, okay. um, it's hard to tell if there's a if that's a local minority or that's a real mass audience until you put something out there, and so. He's saying Crash passed the test. He said that, you know. Uh, do they not have people that does that do market research for this company? Like, I don't know. Such a weird statement to me, in my, my opinion. Well, and doesn't Kickstarter prove that the vocal minority works? I right. mean, like, that's that's what Kickstarter builds its business on. And it's mostly successful. Yeah. So, and then, so Hirschberg went on to say, uh, so this is a strategy that clearly has our attention. And while there are no new announcements today, I think you can be confident there will be more activity like this in the future with more uh, with more great IPs. So what what classic Activision IP do you want to see again? Well, I think I think um, it's a no brainer for them to release Spyro. Is right. Spyro Activision? Is that Activision? Yeah. Attacked. Okay. So Spyro is pretty much Crash Bandicoot with a dragon. Yep. Okay. Yep. So um, I'm sure they'll dig deep and find something else. <laughs> there be other stuff, right? Dig, dig deep for me, Mike. What else does Activision have? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, like, I, I remember as a kid playing a ton of Activision games, but like I can't name any. Right. Yeah. Wikipedia yeah. You, you, to the rescue. You can come. That's the crazy thing, right? You could come up with Capcom games just like that. Yeah. You could come up you could come up with Konami games just like that. But name something that Activision did that you're like, oh no, I totally want to play that more. Alright, alright. So I'm gonna hit you right now. Altered Tip Beast. It. Is okay. Activision. Um okay. Alien versus Predator is Activision. Wait, on the Jaguar? Or the arcade. Uh, Super Nintendo Entertainment System. That's a shitty game. That is a terrible game. <laughs> that, that game is bad. Uh, okay. Um, just, I'm looking at the t- titles. I, I don't remember playing that one. Um, they also did Afterburner, which I think was an airplane game. It was. It was also Sega, just like Altered Beast. Um, let's see here. What else we got? This is alphabetized instead of done by date, so give me a second. Um... Hit us hard, Mike. Give us something. I'm looking. I'm looking. Hold <laughs> on. No, no, I'm going to also look. I know your eyes aren't the best. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? I, I, just, I wasn't making fun. I'm just saying I'm also going to look because I know your eyes aren't the best. Yeah, no, my eyes suck but, right now. But Josh is um, an asshole. Legacy of, Cain. <laughs> Legacy of Cain. Do you guys remember Blood Omen? Oh, man. Yeah. I, I No. Yeah, but Amy, Amy Hedig is working for EA now, so... Wait, Acclaim was Crazy Taxi? Uh, Bloody Roar. I liked Bloody Roar. A lot of okay, I, I'd like to see another Bloody Roar. 
a lot of people thought it was too easy, but I enjoyed oh, Bloody Roar. I'm, I'm looking at a claim, not Activision. Let's see what else we got. What else do we have? Um, I I think the fact that we can't come up with like nostalgic Activision IP is is well, like you know, they've run Call of Duty into the ground okay. already, so there's that, and and Doom. Well, is they, they did well. Activision did the Tony Hawk games, right? Yes, they did Tony Hawk. That's a good one. Uh, th- but they just lost that license. Did mm. they? Yeah. That's why they released Tony Hawk Five or whatever in such a shitty state. Because like the date for them losing the license was like the day after they released that game. Hmm. Uh, I think they did a bunch of Star Trek games. Oh yeah, because those were all amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? There's got to be something. There's got to be. There's um, got to be something. They did Legend of Korra, which I like. I, I don't think I can trust this Wikipedia list. It has Destiny. Destiny's Activision. Activision Bungie. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't even know that. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely correct. Uh, Mech Warrior. They have Mech Warrior. Okay, well, that's FASA, so they probably don't have that anymore either. Remember, uh, let's see now. No, not that one. Uh, what else we got? All right, point is, like, they, they don't have, like, some huge library of hits that they can just <laughs> drag out of the closet. Exactly. I mean, now, if we went... Everyone loves Pitfall. But to be fair, they might have just enough games to, like, ride this out and, like, like you know, like Mike said, just run it into the ground. Yeah, okay, Pit, Pitfall, I mean, they did the 16-bit version in, in the 90s. I mean, they could take a bunch of these games, just put two or three other better-known ones and some other shitty ones and release them as collections. Remember yeah. Prototype? I, I smell Prototype 3 in the future. <laughs> Only if I get my iCarly 3. <laughs> iCarly. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, a lot of their stuff is junky. Like, there's a lot of movie tie-in stuff that they did. Um... Which they probably don't have the rights to. Yeah. They and did the Spider-Man games uh, back in the day, uh, which were considered very good when they were released. Um, especially on like the PlayStation. Which but we know the, they don't have that license anymore yeah, they either. they don't have that license anymore. So. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants. Star Trek. Tenchu. That, that one is ripe. Okay, that's that 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 could use a sequel. Okay. You seeing anything? Uh, anything else? You hell? Mm, not really, man. Um, they also have the Transformers title. Looks like the Transformers license. Oh, they did. Uh, they did Tempest on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Uh, oh also- yeah, we need that. That's yeah. Which one? Tennis on the Tennis. Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It's straight uh, up. It's called they Tennis. Did- they did True Crime. Remember True Crime? I think Snoop Dogg was in that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only good version of that was Sleeping Dogs, which was supposed to be True Crime Three. But uh, they also did um, Vampire: The Masquerade, which is a fantastic game. I've heard that. I have heard that. Um, and again, another license, probably that uh, yeah, Wizard they holds. Yeah, they they have a ton of licensed games that I did not realize that they the license to at some point they also did the x-men legends games it looks like they did quite a few of the x-men games 
again, Disney is kind of giving things to EA nowadays. So, yeah. all right. Oh, well, that's so all the, I got. the point being, Activision doesn't have a whole lot of shit to bring back from the dead that people are going to go crazy about. That's not going to stop them from trying, though. True. I mean, okay. I, I, but I think Mike's trying to Spyro. That makes sense. And that'll probably sell pretty well. I, yeah, I mean, Spyro was in Skylanders, right? So Yeah. He was. And that was the only reason I would have picked up Skylanders was because I saw Spyro in the commercial. I was like, oh, look, Spyro. You know, uh, they did they did that crossover with Skylanders and uh, Mario or something like that where, like, do you remember they had the there – was there was a game with, like, racing Mario and – excuse me, uh, toy cars that you could like tap and they would appear in the world. And I don't remember what happened to it. Like, I don't even remember if it released. I don't. Uh, Nintendo stole it and it became Amiibos. You think, is that what happened? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Just, know. It sounded like a good story. <laughs> I'm really curious. I was like, oh, okay. Nintendo's like, we own this now. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> Um, so that is, I think the, that is it. Wait, wait, do we have one more? I, I think we've spent more time talking about what games Activision could release than Activision has. <laughs> at this point. So there's one more regular story, um, and that involves Take-Two. Um, this is kind of interesting. So Take-Two basically initially, uh, was going to stop producing content for Grand Theft Auto Online. Then they looked at their accounting ledger and they realized that they were making like an absurd amount of money off Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, I think they made a, uh, what was it, about $418 million mm-hmm. uh, in, the, uh, in quarter one. So the- I ro- Go ahead. Ironic for a game that is literally about stealing everything you can get your hands on. <laughs> right? So they are like, um, yeah, so we're going to keep making stuff for this game because you keep giving us your money. Yeah. And we like money. I like Grand Theft Auto, but what does this say about our society as a whole? That like, <laughs> I mean, someone's enjoying it, right? Like, I tried Grand Theft Auto online and I was like, I'm bored. I, I oh, I didn't like it either. I don't but- understand the appeal. I just I don't get it, but someone is enjoying it. Uh, the speculation, though, is that um, Red Dead Redemption is going to be delayed because they're going to want to put the same sort of microtransaction-y online mm-hmm. modes into Red Dead Redemption. Cool. So that's the yeah. Thing. That's that's weird though. Does that work as well? I mean, do you have a stable instead of a garage? I don't know. Like, you I have mean, a if, if do you if you if you rob coaches or if you have missions, yeah, you could get together a posse and uh, <laughs> rob a tra- rob a train or something. Rob a train or rob a stagecoach or and then know. you just then you just buy the whorehouse. Is that is that how That's that works? Right. <laughs> like one whore at a time. One one whore at a time. I I just I okay yeah I I know that they're probably going to do that with Red Dead Redemption. At the same time, I'm like, the old west. Whenever you try to break it down like that, isn't as interesting as mm-hmm. you know the west coast of California, right? 
modern day West Coast of California. I mean, look, as long as you make the single player game good, that's really all I care about at the end Me of the too. Day. Absolutely. So, you know, if it makes you happy, Activision, go for it, you know. And, and please get the fucking story DLC for Grand Theft Auto V out there. For fuck's sake, you've been promising <laughs> it happen. for... Dude, they've been promising it for years. It's like, come on. Like, 2013 was a long fucking time ago. <laughs> like, the you guy the, the guy that played, uh, what's his name? Um, the, the gangster guy. Uh, anyway, yeah, he tweeted in, like, 2014 that he was recording voiceovers for the expansion. Oh, did he? Did you he like, did. do research on this? Uh, or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. D- yeah. Did well, you just re- put it out, hanging on a wall? You look at it yeah. every morning? <laughs> On your way out the door. Yeah, well, I see. I pray to it every morning. <laughs> I'm like, please release the the story expansion for this. We, oh, I mean, like, Grand Theft Auto Four was good, but the best parts of Grand Theft Auto Four were the story expansions. Like mm. the ballad of the ballad of Gay Tony was actually really, really good. It was solid. Mm. Um, so I imagine they could do something interesting with Grand Theft Auto V, which is still a goddamn pretty game. It is still a gorgeous game to look at. Sure. And it's huge. At plus, Trevor, hello, fucking uh, Stephen Ogg is amazing. Who doesn't want more Stephen Ogg in their, in, on their TV, you know? Like, every time I see that guy on something, I have a nerdgasm. Like, he was on, I was catching up on season six of The Walking Dead, and he was a character in that. I'm like... That's Stephen Ogg, Trevor, you know, like he's just, he's hilarious and makes a great, like crazy ass bad guy. Unfortunately, he doesn't make as much money as the newest red blazer and some sexy virtual sports car. So yeah, fuck those assholes. Yeah, they don't, they don't know what they're missing. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. It's the, it's the world we live in now. Um, I'm telling you. So we, uh. Now, my favorite part of the show, the uh, what the fuck stories uh, of the week. I have quite a number uh, of them for you. Um, the first one's just a quickie, uh, but we always like to point out these ridiculous fucking products that, that companies offer. You can now buy an executor statue for 300 bucks um, because you really love executor <laughs> a lot. He's, he's big. He's a huge... Yeah. It's really, really tall. And one of the pictures shows like a guy leaning against this statue. You probably shouldn't do that. Probably like not. You'd, you'd probably break it <laughs> or, or damage it in some way. But yeah, if you know, for the for that weirdo in your life that really loves Executor, this is the perfect gift. Yeah, I mean it's it's really well it looks well made. I'll give him that. It's three hundred bucks. It better be well made. It better be, right? It's 109 centimeters and it's very phallic. So there's. It's extremely phallic. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, and you know what the weirdest thing about it is like whether you have it upright or if you flip it upside down, like it's just as equally phallic somehow. Like yeah. It, it, upside down, it might even. Works, yeah. <laughs> upside down, it might even be more phallic with a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. You might be so, younger, right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. There's that. Um, and there's, also, they're smiling, at least. You know, there's that. Well, yeah, he's always smiling. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, not, that's not all for uh, Pokemon news. There's also, if you are, for some godforsaken reason, still playing Pokemon Go, and the people in Japan sure are, uh, you can now get a deluxe 
Pokemon Go set. Um, and this this thing is great. It comes with, and I say great in the most sarcastic way possible. Um, it comes with the um, that Pokemon Go device, the uh, the accessory. What's that called? The Go Plus Go accessory. Plus. Go Plus. Yeah. So that's a device that lets you like just catch things by tapping your wrist, or tells you when Pokemon are nearby. So it comes with that. Uh, that that normally retails for about thirty-five bucks, but this deluxe kit costs about seventy-seven dollars because it also comes with an extra battery, a plastic ring, some stickers, and the most important thing, a mini screwdriver. So yeah. that I assume you can, and it's shaped like a Pokeball. Because and, and I don't know if you mentioned the battery. Did you mention the battery? Yeah, yeah, extra oh, okay. battery. Um, so I think you can. I don't know if I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like a bigger battery, so you can put in the larger battery, or if it's just when you when your accessory dies because you never go home or something like that, uh, you can swap in the battery. It's not really clear from the story, so I'm so, not sure. So does the plastic ring fit but, around? Uh, uh, yeah. Does the plastic ring fit around? We wouldn't want this. I mean, come on. This is going to be under everyone's treat come Christmas time. But does the plastic ring fit around Executor? I knew you were going to say that. So it never shrinks? That's how it stays a long, hard 109 centimeters, man. That's how That's how it's stiff enough for that guy to lean back on. Sorry, that's funny. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at some of the pictures of this on the Japanese website, and the oh my god, did you guys see the uh, the screwdriver? Also looks kind of phallic. Does it? I didn't see it. It just looks like a pokeball with a thing uh, coming out. Of it. Not if you put it upside down. Okay, just saying. I gotta I gotta open this. I don't have this link open. All right, let's see. Where's the screwdriver? I I, I you live in saying, Florida, yeah. so you have to. It's like the third picture. You have, to, you have to scroll through the little slideshow, but I don't know. I think it looks kind of phallic. I, mean, uh, I, I could I could see what you're saying there. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. Be careful. Be careful, Josh. You're going to end up in Florida yourself. Any, anyways, if you're going to the uh, Nintendo World Championships and you bring your Monster Ball Plus driver, be careful when you're on the 12-year-old section. Like you might get the wrong impression. Fucker. <laughs> um, don't bring your executor. I'm sorry, <laughs> Your monster, your monster ball. <laughs> That's what it's called. I didn't make that up. It's called. It says, <laughs> "Well, okay." To be fair, I translated the, the the page from Japanese, so the translation is "monster ball plus driver." All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you carry that in the U.S., you have to register. Okay. <laughs> uh, our last two stories both have to do with uh, Street Fighter. Um, just kind of random that it worked out this way, but that is what it is. So the first one involves Guile, um, and and this is pretty amazing. Uh, Street Fighter licensed out Guile to a uh, a hair gel brand, which is brilliant. Like it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. that that they that they would do this, that they would have this partnership with him and like a hair gel. But what's really weird is that. If you click on the link, um, it's in Japanese, so you'd have to translate it. It's a it's a fictional interview with Guile. No, it's like, a real interview, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 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 and it's just it's so weird to me. Like, why are you? 
interviewing this fake character it reminds me of when they had uh lightning from final fantasy like model for whatever it was gucci or something like that versace, or gucci, versace. Yeah. it was a versace and she also gave an interview on like what what is this it's not a real person <laughs> She's she's advertising for cars now, by the way. Is she? So yeah, no, that's that's really strange. But like, is is Guile's animate his win animation? Does he still comb his hair? Yes, he combs Does his he? hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But like, you know, the I think part of this is, um, uh, you know, like bad bad Google Translate. But like, some of this text is just like ridiculous. And it doesn't help that the name of this product is J. It's just right. J. That's it. <laughs> but also, it, it's J is the best part to me. What is? <laughs> um, no, like it's in quotes. Like, like, like the full name is quotations J. <laughs> uh, so random. So Japanese. That's okay. Yeah, it's very weird. So J. Okay. Yep. So if you want your hair to look like Giles, because come on, like this dude is the most fashionable mofo around, mm-hmm. uh, import Jay from Japan. The Not military would never let him have that hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about how like sometimes he has to put on the helmet uh, for a mission. <laughs> yeah. and then he has to use Jay to get his hair back up. <laughs> well, you know, when you're, when you're out in the field, the only... Uh, gel that you have is Jay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's, everybody kind of something about marries it. And, yeah. Uh, they smell funky for the rest of the day. It's true. It's in the army manual. It is. Look it, it up. Is in, it is in the uniform code. That's yeah. Right. Um, so our last story is, as I mentioned, also involves Street Fighter, but this is really interesting to me. Um, this is sort of the least ridiculous, ridiculous story that I read this week. Um, so it involves Street Fighter and Patreon. And uh, if you don't know it by now, Patreon is full of perverts. It's, it's full of people who are trying to make money by doing, by offering sexually suggestive content. Um, we've seen this time and time again um, from the Sims 3 people that make like the, uh, the, the sexual animations to the uh, Patreon farming simulator game where you could have the animals have sex with you. Remember that one? That one, that one was mm-hmm. great. Um, so uh, there was, there's a modder out there who was making costume mods uh, for Street Fighter V. Now, some of the mods were nude mods. So it was just to make the character naked. And others were uh, costume costume mods using like unlicensed property. So making you know Chung Li look like Wonder Woman, or making Cammy look like um, the Two B from Near Automata. Uh, and his work is really good, mm-hmm. like really really good. Um, and so a lot of debate sprung up over this. Um, what he basically said was that the Capcom community was upset that they couldn't get his mods for free. So they complained to Capcom and then Capcom issued him a DM uh, CA notice. And he shut, and there, there's, it's two different modders, but it's the same thing in both instances. Um, and this is sort of like an interesting debate because some people are saying, well, it's the equivalent of like 
<clears throat> taking a shirt to, to an artist and saying, can you draw, you know, Link on this or Mario on this? Um, and just paying him one time to make the drawing and then, and then wearing the shirt. Um, what was your guys' take on the situation? Because it, it's both what the fuck, but also very interesting. And, and this, this guy, I don't know, I don't think he was doing this full time. I think the, the article mentions he had a full time job on top of this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is, this is a weird gray area. Yeah, I, I mean, what, what are you supposed to do with your Capcom? You know, and you have people complaining about somebody making, like, nude mods. Like, you, you can't just ignore Even if you don't care about it, like, the, the perception that it might give to, say, parents or whatever, like, you do nothing about it. Like, like Capcom has to act. Like, they have no choice. But the mods weren't available for free. The mods, you had to be a subscriber to this dude's Patreon channel. But I don't think, I, I don't think the money is even what... Capcom cares about you know because uh, at the end of the day whether these guys are making the mods or not making the mods it's not doing anything to hurt or help Capcom you know what I mean like I think that's the thing it's not hurting them it, and and is it that that's the question that a lawyer is going to ask is it does it hurt Capcom and I I think that a good lawyer could make the argument that having nude mods on the game could hurt Capcom's image do you know what I'm saying Plus, the guy is making money off of selling stuff for an IP that he hasn't licensed. Right. If, if anything, I mean, this guy, like, like one of the guys was doing, like, Wonder Woman and, and like, stuff like that, like, mods, uh, too. I mean, he's, if, if not Capcom, DC would have given him the, the takedown notice, you know? I mean, it was going to happen, I mean. Well, so what, what, this, what was happening here was um, that the person paid a certain level of Patreon, made a request, and then the person made the mod. Now, what's not clear to me, uh, based on the story, and maybe you guys, maybe I misread it, was was it going to one person, or did everyone have access to all the mods that he made? I'm sure it was gated by like his like whatever contribution level you gave on Patreon. So, yeah, so from where I read, like, the two guys, it seemed like they each had, like, their own different thing. One guy was, like, you just said, Josh, where um, he would almost seem to, like, do him, like, custom, like, 50 bucks for nude mods, it said, whatever. And then the other guy was basically releasing his mods a week early to his Patreon subscribers, but then after a week, he would release them free to everybody. Yeah, which one was it that basically gave the finger to Capcom and said, I'm not stopping? One of them... One of them gave the finger to Capcom and was like, I don't give a shit what your lawyers say. I'm I think it was a brutal ace. Yeah, it's brutal that's it. ace. Yeah. Yep. So I think that that's interesting. I also think that this article is interesting um, and almost in a way, maybe not deserving of what the fuck, but like in the broader discussion of like Patreon and content, uh, because Jack Conti has been out there this week, uh, this last week, really fighting for um, their rules about uh, objective behavior. Um, and one of the things that he did is he went on an interview with uh, the Rubin Report, and he talked about how um, he doesn't want Patreon associated with uh, porn. Um, mm. He said he said very clearly that he didn't want Patreon associated with porn. Um, and it was a question that was related to the Lauren Southern thing, and we don't need to talk about Lauren Southern and all that other crap. But uh, basically, he, he made it a very clear point that he didn't want Patreon associated with porn. Yeah, you have these Capcom modders, you have these Sims modders, you have modders for other games that, like, the whole fucking thing that they do is basically make the game porn. 
and he doesn't shut them guys down either. So I, I think I think that this article is I think it's going to develop over the next few weeks. I think you're going to see a lot more come out of this and related subjects when it comes to Patreon over the next few weeks. So. Well, you know, and and I want to bring us back to what the modders were saying. Is the modders were saying that the only reason they got shut down was because the community was upset that they weren't getting the mods for free. That was their claim. But that, that, that's bullshit. They, they, listen, like what, these companies are well within their rights to, to do this. Now, if they were creating their own 3D models and like their own original outfits or whatever to put on, then I would say, you know what? These guys have a point. They're creating an original work, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, if they're making like Chun Li look like Wonder Woman or some Marvel character or or somebody from Nier, uh, you know, like what do you expect? Like you don't own that. Like it's not within your control. You're putting yourself at risk anytime you do that kind of stuff. Yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. Does it suck for those guys? You know, did they put a lot of work into it? From you know what I saw, I'm sure they did. The, the mods look great, but I mean, they had to know this was a possibility. So let me, and again, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Uh, if they were not taking money for the mods, would you still have an issue with it? I don't. I, I don't have an issue with it. I just think like they shouldn't have an issue with being having their stuff taken down. Like mm. they don't. They don't own the rights to it. I mean that that, that to me is the ulti- ultimately the issue more so than the money. Well, we we talked about a uh, a2mr earlier. Um, they didn't own the rights to Metroid and they weren't charging for that Metroid remake. But right. Nintendo was, I don't think any of us would argue that Nintendo was absolutely within its rights to shut that shit down. I mean, I think that was a little different because they were remaking the entire game and this, is, this isn't really impacting the, the game play per se. Like, it's still the same game. The, you know, the characters' moves are the same. Um, it's just uh, essentially a, a costume that's yeah. not officially sanctioned by Capcom. But, like, Nintendo even shuts down, or they tried to shut down originally, like, the the Evo tournaments of Smash, right? Like, I think Yeah, this... well, Nintendo is is sort of very controlling, as, as I mean, we've talked about many times. Absolutely. And do I agree with it? No. Do I think they have a right to do it? Unfortunately, I think that we've it's been proven that they do. Mm-hmm. Shit, right. every, t- every time I post a live stream of something that's got Nintendo in it for 10 fucking seconds, I get DMCA'd for that shit. They're pretty fanatical. It's, it's insane. Yeah, Very yeah I, 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 I don't know, man. Like I said, I just it sucks for these guys, and I'm sure it sucks for the community that you know well, was enjoying the mods. But I mean, what do you expect? Like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna open up this question to our listening audience, and I'd really like you guys to chime in here. Do you feel like uh, this is unfair? Do you feel like this is just basically paying an artist to draw a picture for you? Or something similar to that, where you're you're paying for a, sort of a one-time, you know, alter a one-time piece of artwork or whatever. Uh, or do you think Capcom is well within their rights to shut these guys down? Um, we're just going to toss that question out and see what people have to say. Um, and I think that's it for us in terms of content. I think that's all the stories we have for you this week. Uh, but make sure you check back in with us next time. If you like the show, please uh, hit like or subscribe. Uh, it really makes a big impact for us. Uh, yeah, until until next well, week. Leave a, leave a review on iTunes. Or leave a review on iTunes. Very true. In fact, uh, don't do any of the other stuff. 
which we call it. Until next time, I have been your host, Michael Schluger. I'm your help. Josh Irwin. Have a great week of gaming. Push a lot of keys for us. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!